1: What does it mean to witness for the Lord, and how do you do that? We'll talk about that next. Join us. From the well, a Christian community in Livermore, California, welcome. This is Times of Refreshing. Our teacher and pastor, Napoleon Kaufman, began a message yesterday called The Characteristics of a Witness. We're in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, looking at the first five verses. As we understand what those characteristics of a witness are, you and I, as Christians, have been called to be a witness, a light that shines on a hill. So what does that look like and how do we do that? Well, that's the subject of our time today. Please join us. Here's Pastor Napoleon Kaufman now, with today's broadcast of Times of Refreshing.
2: I was with you, verse 3, in weakness, in fear, and in much trembling. I love this about the Apostle Paul, because he's acknowledging even within his humanity, his frailty, his having to go through um, battling fears, having to go through dealing with weakness, and having to go through this process as he's out as a lamb in the midst of wolves. And all of us have to, to deal with these things. And it has to be clear to people around us that, that that we're not perfect. That there's a humanity aspect to who we are as men and women of God. That that's why I say, Leave it on there. I don't care. People need to sometimes I mess up on the word. Whatever. There's, there's an aspect of that that is powerful that people need to feel and know. And for all of us here, when we're ministering to people, this aspect of it, and there's a reverential awe aspect to it that he's communicating here, but, but he's saying he was with them in the midst of weakness and in fear and in much trembling. You guys saw who I was. You saw the essence of who I, who I am. And no one in this room is a Superman or Superwoman. So stop going to work acting like you're Superman. Stop witnessing the people and and making it seem like you don't have to fight the same demons that they're fighting. Can I have an amen? Hey, listen, I'm fighting the same demons that you're fighting. Now, I may whoop them up more than you do, but we're still fighting them. People need to know that about us as we're out there sharing our faith. And I'm not saying glorifying our failures, but I'm saying that in the midst of it, there are times when you struggle with weakness, and there's times when you struggle with fear, and you're trying to fight fear, and there's times when you have trembling in your life, and you're going through this process as you're out there sharing your faith. And people can see that. They saw this in the Apostle Paul. They saw this man get stoned. They saw, people saw this man go through, getting kicked out of cities, being left for dead. This is why the book of Acts is full of these testimonies of how they fell down, but got up and kept on preaching the gospel so that we as men and women of God, as we're out here sharing our faith, people can see this about us, that this person, they're they're, they're strong, but they're also letting you know there's times when I have to fight just like you do. And that's okay. Okay. We're not oblivious to the wars that we fight every day. And even as your pastor, I'm, i i got to fight my own demons that i got to rebuke every day and tell them to get, out, get behind me. Amen. But you do it and you keep on going for Jesus. Can I have an amen? amen. And this is what we want to do. He says, I was with you in weakness and fear and in much trembling. And my speech and my preaching. He says, we're not with persuasive words of human wisdom. Earthly, sensual, demonic. He says of human wisdom, he says, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power. So he, he makes a distinction here. He says, but of demonstration of the spirit. Never forget, saints, that when you get saved, the Holy Spirit, He comes into your life, and He comes as an empowering agent. He comes to empower you from the inside out. He comes to reveal Jesus. He comes to speak to us, be our comforter. He's going to encourage us. But he's also going to empower us. And he's going to allow his characteristics to be revealed in and through your life. He says, in demonstration of the Spirit. And then he says, and of. So that's an addition to. So he says, demonstration of the Spirit. A lot of times when we hear a demonstration of the Spirit, the first thing we think about is miracles, signs and wonders. woo that's what I want to do. But we don't think about the fruit of the Spirit. We don't think about that part of the demonstration of the Spirit, when you come and you meet people, is that people should see love, joy, peace, kindness, goodness, Self-control. Self-control. I said self-control. Long-suffering, patience. You know, all these characteristics, they are the demonstration of the spirit. It's demonstration of God's character and nature in and through us. And when we're communicating, just like I was saying earlier, when you're talking, they're also seeing. They're not just hearing, they're seeing. They're seeing the demonstration of the Spirit of God being clearly evident in you. And this is what we need to see. A lot of times we're majoring on the miracles and the healings and the signs and wonders, which we should should champion and thank God for. But it's that other element that has been missing from the church. So this is the reason why they call us hypocrites. This is the reason why people have a hard time believing our message, because they don't see the message in us. They don't see the Word made flesh. They don't see His nature being revealed in us, so they see contradiction. They see contradiction, and contradiction causes them to question our credibility and authenticity. And for all of us, we have to stop and say, I, I didn't come with excellence of speech or of human wisdom to tear into you the testimony of God. And then we got to get to the point where we say, "But but in demonstration of the Spirit... This is what I came. I came demonstrating the character and nature of God. Demonstration of the Spirit of God revealed in and through me. This is what causes the great impact. And we as saints of God have to get back to this place where it's not either or. It's both. That God, I want the demonstration of the Spirit of God to be clearly evident in and through me. Lord, help me to stop cussing. Help me to stop lying. Help me to do the right things. Help me to, help me to, Lord, help me to be consistent in my message, in my lifestyle. All those things that reflect Christian character, these are the demonstration of the Spirit of God because you couldn't do them without the Spirit of God. And it's His empowerment that causes you to do it. And this is what made the Apostle Paul so profound is that what he said was also what he was living. And we got to get back to this. We got to get back to this. That that when even when it comes to when it comes to our lifestyle, there's there we, there's no when it, fornication no way. Not, dude. I'm not sleeping with you. I'm saved and filled with the Holy Ghost. You better put a ring on it. We're not playing. What happens is, what happens is, people fail to realize that that's the thing that causes the difference is when people hear, but then they see. He said, demonstration of the Spirit and of power. Now, the power element, yes, to live right, but now through us, God begins to do dynamic works. When you pray for people, the power of God responds. When you lay hands on the sick, the power of God responds. When you believe with people, the power of God responds. When, when you start to preach, there's something different about the essence of, of what you're saying that makes a profound impact on a person's life. When you begin to have meetings with people and you're discipling people, that the power of God is flowing through you. It's not just you speaking anymore. It's the power of God that's flowing through you. That signs and wonders and God does dynamic things through your life. As you begin to demonstrate the spirit of God's presence in your life, God confirms it with even more miracles and signs and ways of confirmation. So then people look and say, man, I don't, this, this is, this is God. One of the other major mistakes that we've made in sharing our faith is We want to do the miracles, and sometimes God will release miracles. But we haven't allowed God to work on our character. I'll never forget, I went to this event up in Portland years ago. And uh, it was a a prophetic conference, and there's a guy I knew, and he was a, a nice guy, and he's prophesying, and he's ministering to people. And you remember that the gifts and callings of God are irrevocable. So God will give you a gift, but just because you have the gift does not mean that you're in right standing with God. The gift of work, even if God is mad at you or if you're in rebellion, just read about Balaam in the book of Numbers and you'll see all about that. But, but you have to see that. So I'm, this guy's prophesying. This guy's, they're doing all this stuff. and I'm sitting back I was like, wow, that was interesting. We went out to dinner. Afterwards, and I'll just say this, I could not believe what I heard and saw after at dinner when I had just been in a service with these guys. I couldn't believe it. I said, we just came out of the presence of God and you were, the gift of God was moving on your life. And now you guys are in here. I got up and left said so, man i gotta go man i'll see y'all i'm going i gotta go to my hotel room i'll see y'all man i never came back i went got on a plane i'm gone in the morning so i can't run with these guys man you you can't you can't be here praising god and you know and then because you have a prophetic gift and then afterwards you you cussing and drinking coronas and hanging out with the ladies i can't do that that's not my style i i'm saved man i'm not messing around i'm not going to hell from the church I have an amen, y'all. I'm not going to hell from the church. I'm just not going to do it. So, I'll exit stage left. I'm out. But, but it was a it was a lesson to me that that though we want demonstration of the spirit and of power, but you need both, amen. not just one or the other. But the church is so. Enamored when any little thing that that God does to a person that they never stop and say, well, what about this person's character and their lifestyle? We got to get back to this so we can gain our credibility. Amen. He says, in my speech and my preaching, we're not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit of power that your faith should not be or rest in the wisdom of men but in the power of God. We don't want people to come to the well Christian community just because they've been persuaded by a sermon or by someone's eloquent speech. We don't want people to connect to us as individuals because they like the way we sound when we talk. We don't want it to be human wisdom, but we want it to be in, in the power of God. That the reason why I'm here is because the God led me here and the power of God has drawn me to this place. It's not the excellence of speech. It's not me trying to appeal to you from an intellectual standpoint. It is has the end has the spirit of God inspired me to say what I'm saying so that and there's my life backing it up and confirming it so that there's a twofold witness so that it can clearly be established that's what we need in the church that's what we need as individuals as we go out here stop arguing with people can I have an amen? Stop trying to get everybody to, to agree with you on your job and in your home. I'm the only one in here that's saved. And nobody likes me. All my homeboys done left me, Pastor. And I'm all by myself. Do you got Jesus? Yeah, I do. Well, then praise him anyhow. Amen. Can I have an Amen. We got to get this in our spirit because what happens is we're so insecure, then we start feeling like everybody's got to agree where where, where I'm at. No. Allow the nature of Christ to be revealed to you and over time, my prayer is, is that their heart opens the same way that your heart opened. But us fighting with this group Fighting with that group, fighting with this group, and fighting with that group is not what is not going to change the culture and change people's lives. And I'm going to close by saying this: Last night, my wife will tell you I had a dream. And in the dream, I was sitting I was sitting at a, at a um, it was like a football game. And as I was sitting there, there were two guys that were there. Two individuals that were homosexuals. And as I'm sitting there and talking to these guys, we're having small talk. They don't know that I know that these two are homosexuals. And so um, I'm talking to these guys, and one of them was, was really... Uh, he was more demonstrative and, and disrespectful. I'll just say this, he was disrespectful. But when he disrespected me, I didn't say anything. I just, I, I act like he didn't do what he did. But in the dream, I, I, I was hot, but I didn't say anything. As we got to talking, I started talking to him about how, I was saying in the dream, man, it's amazing to me how people that are homosexual, why are they trying to push their agenda on, on, on me? And they knew my background, they knew that I was a, a preacher and whatnot. So, why are they trying to push their agenda on me? I said, it's okay if people are homosexuals. And if they, I mean, in the sense that if you want to live your life like that, that's fine. You want to live your life like that, then you're going to have to deal with it before God in your time, but hey, you make your decision. I'm not going to be fighting with you over it, but just don't try to push your agenda off on me. Okay, because I'm a man of God. I'm a priest. I'm a preach against sin. I'm a do. So I'm having this conversation with the guy and the guy starts saying in the dream, he starts, he starts listening to me. He starts really, he's listening to me. The one that was disrespectful was really listening to me. Then all of a sudden, the other one that was listening to me, he just vanished and disappeared. He was, he was gone. And then all of a sudden, the other one that was listening to me, he was the only one left. And I start, we started going back and forth. As we're going back and forth, listen to me, saints. As we're going back and forth, um, the guy in the dream you could tell his heart starts, he starts asking me questions. He starts asking me questions and he starts listening. And then I woke up because my dog started barking. <laughs> Tanner. So I woke up and I told my wife, my wife will tell you this morning, I was like, I had this dream. It was pretty powerful. So that was going through and I was thinking of myself and God was speaking to me and the the because in the dream part of the dream I didn't tell you was as I was talking to him I told him I said I know you're a homosexual I know you're gay he's like really I said but you see that I know you're gay but I never said anything to you about it he said you didn't you didn't you weren't like, I said, yeah, I didn't. I mean, I knew you were gay, but I knew there was going to be an opportunity when you were going to have this conversation as I was talking to you. And, and then obviously I said, like I said, I woke up and everything, but God started speaking to me. I said, Lord, why did that, why did that person disappear? And the Lord began to speak to me about, about being sensitive because don't worry about Pay attention to the ones whose hearts that I'm already moving on. Don't worry about the one that doesn't want to hear. There's, there's, there's some that want to hear. Focus on the ones that want to hear. Stop fighting with the ones that don't want to hear. Wait for me to open the door to the ones that want to hear. But the reason why they're really going to hear is because they're going to not only hear your words, but they're also going to hear your heart and your lifestyle. That's what's going to cause the impact, not the fighting and the wrestling. And for us as a community, this is what we need. This is what people need to hear. And this is what needs to be conveyed. That you cannot convince me that Jesus isn't real. You cannot, I already have my experience. And you can't convince me that Jesus, if you're a homosexual, can't change your life. We have so many, we have people in this church right now that God, they were homosexuals and God changed their life. You can't argue with that. Can I have an amen? We can get into all kinds of science and this and that. But the bottom line is this person was gay and then God changed their life. When God changed their life, they're no longer gay and God has done something in their life. How can you argue with that? I, I was blind, but now I see. You can fight all you want, but I'm not going to try to convince you with enticing words of man's wisdom. I'm not going to try to get into some debate. The people that don't want to hear, vanish. The people that want to hear, we focus our attention on. And I'm not just talking about homosexuality. I'm talking about life in general. And as we do that and people see our lives aligning with our message, it gives it more of an impact. And so I want to challenge you and I as members of the body of Christ. We have a bunch of stuff. Stop arguing with people. I, I look at this and I was just telling my, it's crazy. People go on Facebook, Instagram. I deleted my Instagram. I said, X, gone. It's not on my phone. I don't even know. I don't know what's going on. I just X'd it. And let me say this. And so what happens is we get on all these platforms, y'all. And then stuff starts coming out. And our message isn't matching our lifestyle. And people are fighting over politics and they're fighting over this and fighting and everybody fighting and everybody joining the other team. I'm on this side, I'm on this side. And all this stuff going on. And the Lord is sitting back wondering when we are going to get our message together and then start living our message out. So that he can confirm it with the power of God, not human wisdom, not earthly wisdom, not sensual wisdom and not demonic, but the wisdom that comes from above. As we do that, that's what gives the impact when we start to choose the wisdom that comes from above and then allow God to use us. And stop trying to appeal to people on an intellectual level. I want to encourage you today to let God use your life in the community. But as you go, these are the characteristics that God is looking for so that you can have an impact. It's okay to tell people when you know they want to fight that I'm not going to talk to you about it right now. You didn't lose. You may have actually won. It's okay to say, you know what? I know this person is gay. And they know that I know that they're gay. But you know what? I'm going to keep on living in front of them. I'm going to keep on being an example. I'm going to share my faith with them. Then I'm going to pull back. I'm going to be an example for them of someone that's truly demonstrating the power and demonstrating the spirit of God. I'm not going to be fighting with these people on my job. And you know what? Hey, if you want to be gay, you can do it, but you're going to have to deal with God. That's all I got to say. We keep on, let's go to lunch. The problem is we want to fight. And the devil was sitting back and saying, I got him. These people are fighting the wrong battle. They're in the flesh. Look at them. They all yelling at each other. They're tweeting each other up. They're blowing each, up, each other up on Twitter. Look at them. Their Facebook page, they're all arguing with each other. I got them. How many believe we got to stop it and start fighting the right way? Let's start fighting the right way.
1: A production of the Well Christian Community. This has been Times of Refreshing with our teacher and pastor, Napoleon Kaufman. As we close out our time together today, we trust and pray our time together has encouraged you in Christ, has encouraged you in your walk and relationship with Him. If it has, we'd love to hear from you. There are a couple of ways you can get a hold of us. By phone, of course, the easiest, 925-292-7800. Again, you can reach us at 925-292-7800. You're also welcome to write to us, address your envelope to the Well Christian Community. 2333 Neeson Drive. That's here in Livermore, California, the zip code 94551. Of course, you can always stop by our website. You can learn all about us at thewellchurch.net. That's thewellchurch.net. You can even take advantage of a few links, one of which will take you to our Facebook page. Or if you're on Facebook, simply look for The Well Christian Community. Don't forget, as you visit our website, take a moment and drop us an email. Let us know you paid us a visit. You can also follow Pastor Napoleon, by the way, on Twitter. His address, at Napoleon Kaufman. All one word, at Napoleon Kaufman. We thank you for spending time with us again today and look forward to seeing you next time we get together as we continue looking at God's Word for times of refreshing. Until then, may Jesus Christ be highly exalted in your life and may He bring you a peace that passes all understanding.